The Fade Away, page 29. When I arrive home after school, mum's standing at the stove, stabbing a potato with a fork. I wish I could find that masher, she says to herself. She smiles when she sees me. How was school, bug? Same as yesterday and the day before, mum. Only today I combined being Frankie no friends with humiliating the class bully whose revenge will no doubt be grisly. On the flip side, I did discover a basketball team and being on court made me the happiest guy alive. But I haven't figured out yet how to persuade you to let me play, Bugs thinks to himself. Hmm, I say, I throw my school bag on the floor and flop onto the couch next to horse. Nana sits in the sunshine in her wicker chair with the chessboard set up as though she's midway through a game, except no one in my family plays chess. That's good, Mum gives me a satisfied smile, and I reckon if I told her my teacher's a serial killer or they don't give out detention at this school, they just amputate your leg, she would have found something positive to say, like how interesting it would be to meet a serial killer or what an amazing challenge to live with only one leg. Horse rests his chin on my knee. I telepathically ask him whether he thinks it would be okay to secretly join that mixed team. He nuzzles in and gives me his slobbery appro approval, along with mum's leather belt, which I extract from his mouth, hoping she won't notice three new holes chewed into the strap. Horse's vote of confidence spurs me on. I mean, they haven't even formed the team yet. Mixed will be totally low-key. I'll barely break a sweat. Horse licks at my hand in support. If Horse gets it, surely Mum will understand. I had my first soccer practice, Becky says, nimbly juggling a mini soccer ball between her feet. There's two teams for the under-10s, and Chola is coaching one and Phoebe the other. And everyone wants to be in Chola's team because she's the best and no one wants Phoebe because she takes the beginners. And Chola's team gets to wear purple stripe. It's so unfair that Becky gets to play soccer when I can't play basketball. My inner mean guy gets annoyed by her excitement. Aren't you all beginners, I ask? Bug, Mum says. Becky puts her hands on her hips. I was MVP last season. Archie, Nana whispers, her eyes closed. Is it you? She presses her palms onto the chessboard. Horse growls and Becky and I exchange a look. Nana's constant paranormal chit-chat with the mysterious Archie is taking weird to a new level. Since you're not going to ask, I had a good day too, Mum says. We have enough staff for one for once at work, and then Nana and I went for a walk and said hi to Fido. Did he say hi back, Becky asks. Woof, woof, Mum says, and Becky giggles. My family has officially lost it. Dad wanders in from the garage and I want to hug him. His timing could not be better. He doesn't play basketball, but he always understood how much it meant to me. He'll talk some sense into Mum, I know it. I have to ask them tonight. Killer threatened the whole term of tennis, table tennis for anyone whose form was late. I stand up. I've got something 
I need to ask you both. Mum looks up at me, but Dad doesn't respond. He's standing at the kitchen bench opening the mail. As he reads, his face closes in, and I don't know what he's reading, but it's obviously not the gas bill. Becky jumps up and down on her chair. I made a new friend today, Dad. We wait, but Dad's standing frozen at the bench holding the letter. I need to ask you about something to do with school, I say. Dad reads the letter and Mum watches Dad. I remember them talking about a letter the other night. It must be something to do with Andy's accident. Daddy, Becky tries again. My new friend's called Indigo and she's got red hair and freckles. Becky stops because Dad's not listening. Mum gets up. Burn, what is it? Dad hands her the letter. The inquest, inquest, he says. Mum puts her head in her hands. After dinner, Mum and Dad take their cups of tea into the front room, which is what they do when they need privacy and can't be interrupted. This leaves me with Nana and her imaginary friend, Becky, looking like she might cry, and a mean guy mood brewing in my chest because I need to get mum and dad over the line about the team by tomorrow and how am I going to do that now? Dad's letter must be to do with Andy's death. I Google inquest and okay, it sounds serious to have everyone asking questions about the accident, but it wasn't dad's fault. So I don't see what the big deal is. The terrible truth is that no amount of talking is going to bring Andy back. Anyone for chess, Nana asks. When we don't answer, she sets it up anyway. Come on, Arch. I watch the chess pieces carefully. If this Archie is real, his pieces would move. They don't. Nana, I ask, who is Archie and why is he visiting like every day? She smiles at me. It's extraordinary, really. Do you know I've never felt his presence all these years and now that you're all here with me, I sense him constantly. It's only half an explanation, but I'm prevented from finding out more because Becky lets out a sob, her bottom lip jutting out and her breast stops start and hiccupy. What's up, Beck, I ask. Tears roll down her cheeks. I wanted to tell Daddy about Indigo and he wouldn't listen to me. I'd like to reply, at least you have a friend and a soccer team and a dance class. I'm a friend-free zone and I've got no basketball team. But tears rain down her face and in between she sobs, I want Daddy and it won't be good for any of us if she interrupts the serious chat. Mum will hit the roof and that'll be the end of my mixed team discussion. I put aside thinking about the disaster that is my life without basketball. Take it easy, Beck. I want Daddy. Listen, I say, I'm going to tell you a secret. She stops wailing. You remember the accident and everything with Andy? When Andy went to work, when Dad had his eye thing, and Andy hit the wire and got too much electricity into his arm and his heart stopped and the doctors couldn't start it again. I nod. That's not a secret, she says, and resumes her pout. Let me finish, I say. So the authorities, what's an authority? 
like the police and stuff. They want to have a special meeting to find out why Andy died. It's called an inquest and Dad has to go and tell them what happened. Becky thinks for a minute. But it wasn't Dad's fault. He couldn't even see. No, it definitely wasn't Dad's fault. She thinks some more. And they can't arrest Andy because he didn't mean to make a mistake. Andy's dead. For a second I see Andy's face, his dart and dash eyes and goofy grin. It was a tragedy, pure and simple, Nana says. And I jolt upright because she was just sitting there playing her one-person chess game and I didn't realise she was listening. No one's fault. Anyway, Becky, I say, don't worry about Dad. You can tell me about your new friend. What was her name? Ingrid? No, silly, not Ingrid, Becky smiles. Indigo, you know, like the colour. She's tall and skinny like you and Dad, and today she had plaits, but yesterday she wore a headband with glitter. Becky talks on and on about her new friend and the games they played together, and I listen and smile and remember Spud and Oscar and how good it was to have someone to hang out with. All I've got to look forward to is Doof and his revenge, and it's not like there's anyone in my corner. I have to get on that team. I have to do it today, inquest or no inquest. Nana takes Becky to read her a bedtime story, and I creep down the hall to the front room. I'm stopped in my tracks by the sound of crying coming through the closed door. It's Mum. You have to understand. Mum can find the positive in a traffic jam. Anyone for I spy? Or your team being thrashed? Great opportunity for building resilience. She almost never cries. Hall slopes down the hall and nudges his nose at the closed door. And I draw him to me and pat his head. He has a highly sensitive radar for sadness. Mum lets out a sob. And then a horse takes a running jump and head butts the door open. And he's blowing my cover. But I'm in awe of this dog. He's like a bad day superhero. Horse, Mum says as horse nuzzles up to her. Then she sees me and wipes her eyes. Bugger, you okay? Yeah, I go and sit between them. Daddy's crouched forwards like he's carrying Andy on his back. I know you guys are busy talking and stuff, but I, I need to ask you something. For school tomorrow, I have to talk to the PE teacher. Mum rubs at her forehead. Have you written that email? Dad doesn't answer. He stares at the floor, barely blinking. I nod. I, I've written it. We've written it. I just have to get his email address. But there's a team sport thing. It's compulsory. I show her the form. There's a mixed team, I say. It's going to be totally chill. Won't even be proper basketball. Half the class can't play. Okay, that's parts a lie. The skills were actually right up there in class today. But this is about winning a battle and truth is the first casualty in war. Mum shakes her head. Bug, I, I would love you to play, believe me. She gives me kind eyes and I can't look at her. I've been taking my tablet every day and I'm completely fine, Mum. If I could play basketball, at least I could get to know some of the other kids. I stop because she's crying again. 
I can't, I can't deal with anything more right now. After what happened with Andy, I can't. I love you, Bug, but I'm sorry the answer is no. She reaches for my hand, but I turn away and wipe my wet cheeks. Dad, I say, please. Dad bows his head. End of that chapter. <laughs>